Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully, let me hear you shout, fully, fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled, let me hear you shout, filled. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. One set upon each of them and they were all filled. One more time, let me hear you say filled. Filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Today's message is simply entitled, Filled with the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for this day and what it represents for the church, and I thank you for what you are about to do. The sign of tongues is coming upon this place. You've already fully completed this day. You have filled this sanctuary, and now you're about to fill souls with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I pray that faith arises now, I pray that expectancy arises now. Let faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God, we pray. In Jesus' name, we ask these things. One more time, let's clap our hands and give God some audible praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. I love the Bible from cover to cover. And I love the connections, especially that are made from the Old Testament to the New Testament. The Holy Ghost is not just an Acts chapter 2 thing, but it's a book of Genesis thing. It's a book of Exodus thing. It sure is. You know, on Pentecost, the first day in that springtime, Moses was up on a mountain on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says that he received 10 commandments from the Lord and instruction from the Lord he came down from that mountain hoping to see a big revival breaking out among Israel, but to his shock and sadness, they had already went back to worshiping a golden calf, the God of Egypt. And I know it's for us here easy to think, why would we do that? But it happens here to this day. If God's been good to you, if he's washed away your sins, if he has filled you with the Holy Ghost and he's healed your body, never ever go back to the golden calves of this world, the sin and unholiness and unrighteousness. Oh no, why would you do that? Stick with the God that can save your soul. Stick with the God that can keep your family together. Stick with the God that'll bless you. And ultimately stick with the God that's given us a great promise. And that is the Holy Ghost that one day will lead us up into heaven. Don't ever go back to the way things used to be praise God because they went back they were judged and it says in the book of Exodus chapter number 32 that 3,000 souls lost their lives that day you then fast forward into the New Testament they're not so much up on a mountain but the people of God are in an upper room and not tables of stone 
stone by, written by the finger of God were given, but instead a sound from heaven came down and was written inside of their hearts. Instead of thunder and fire on Mount Sinai for Moses, there was great sound coming from heaven and tongues as a fire setting down upon the people. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they all began to speak with other tongues. And when this was noised abroad, they came in to see what does this mean? And they accused him of being drunk. They accused him of being a sinful people. But Peter stood up and said, these aren't drunk like you think, but rather this is that which our prophet spoke to us long ago, that God would pour out his spirit, that God would pour out his spirit, that he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Amen. And the Bible says that not just one person believed, not just two people believed, but 3,000 from the Old Testament, 3,000 being judged to 3,000 being saved here today. And that is the spirit of Pentecost. The time of judgment is not now, but the mercies of God are here. So close to us that he wants to fill you with his spirit. He doesn't want to cast us off. He doesn't want to make an end of us, but he wants to give us a name in heaven. He wants to make us citizens of heaven. He wants us to be filled with his spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God. Hallelujah. The book of Leviticus talks about the feasts of the Lord, and I'm so thankful it was the feast of the Lord and not the fasts of the Lord. He said, my feasts, my feasts. We don't have time to go into all of it. Much of it has already been fulfilled by Messiah, but some of it has yet to be fulfilled. The feast of Passover, where they celebrated the the coming out of Egypt. Messiah died on that day. Unleavened bread. Messiah was buried on that day. And on the Feast of First Fruits, Messiah resurrected that day to be the first fruits unto God. Fifty days later, called in the Old Testament the Feast of Weeks, now known as Pentecost, meaning Greek for 50, like 50 days, Messiah sent his spirit and his church was born right there in that moment. Trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles has not yet been fulfilled, but I believe that that day is coming soon and very soon. Pentecost, by the law of Moses, was established after the judgment of those who worshiped the idol calf, and it became a very special day, 50 days after the spring feast. And simply what they did was, after their harvest of their bread and their grain and things like that, they would bring their bread unto the Lord and thank him that it was God Almighty who gave us a great harvest. And they would do that generation after generation, thanking God for sending a great harvest But in Acts chapter 2, a new harvest had come. Not so much a harvest of bread, but rather a harvest of souls. You see, mankind had learned that it was not bread alone that they survived, but by every word that was spoken out of the mouth of God. And in Acts chapter 2, they heard the very words of God coming through their own voices as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were learning and realizing that God was not far out. Jesus hadn't just left us abandoned, but no, he sent his Spirit the helper, the comforter to be with them. And they had the greatest Pentecost that Israel had ever known. And it was the true bread of heaven came down and filled their souls so much so that they were speaking the words of the living God. 
Oh, this was big for them, and it's big for us today. You know, Joe prophesied hundreds of years before Acts 2 that Israel one day would become an empty wasteland. There would be an invasion of insects. There would be an invasion of bugs. And those insects would eat up the fields that once were blessed by Almighty God, meaning they would never be able to experience and celebrate a true Pentecost of the blessings of the Lord from their crops. But Peter stood up, as many accused him of being drunk, and he said, we're not drunk, but instead, this is actually the fulfillment of a great prophecy that this desert wasteland has been wanting to experience, and that, yes, God is going to come down. He is going to pour out his spirit, and our fields are going to start being prosperous again. Our grain is going to start growing, and isn't it something as the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon the world in the 1940s when the United Pentecostal Church was born, that is when Israel was reborn and their barren land started being lush again. Crops started coming back again. And I've come to tell you, amen, who anybody who has a dry and barren life, an empty soul, an empty heart, as it were, you feel like the insects have stolen it all from you. Life has stolen it all from you. God's come to pour out his spirit to renew you to revive you and to refresh you. Can you say amen? We serve a God who fills things. He spoke everything in creation into existence, but he formed mankind and then he breathed into mankind and filled him with a living soul. Solomon, when he dedicated the temple of the living God, as the priests were ministering and doing all the things that they were supposed to do, the glory of God manifested like a blue cloud there in that tabernacle. It was so thick that the priests could not even see, and they just had to walk out and say, God has taken over and doing his thing. There is nothing that we can do. And I'm almost feeling that right now, so overcome with the Holy Ghost. He's in this room. He's thick in this room, and God is about to do what only God can do. Amen. Isaiah had a vision of God sitting upon a throne and what filled the temple, the train or the clothing of Almighty God filled the temple. Daniel had a vision of Messiah to be like a great mountain that grew and expanded and filled all of the earth. From cover to cover, the Bible speaks about a God who doesn't want to empty it out or clean it out and abandon it all. But, oh, no, he wants to fill it. He wants to take up the empty spaces. He doesn't want any gaps to be among his people. But God wants to be all and in all and with us. And that's why we come to celebrate Pentecost. Amen. This God, even when he came... In the form of a man in Mary's womb came to Elizabeth, her baby John, in her womb. And what does the Bible say? That when Messiah came near, even womb to womb, that John leaped in the womb and was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I've already seen that a little bit here today. You want to know why we jump up and down? Sometimes why we move? That is just what the Holy Ghost does. It makes you move. It makes you leap. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus taught at some of the beginning of his teachings. He said, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for not they shall be empty, but they shall be filled. Praise God. He said, I've come to level down the mountains. I've come to make the crooked places straight. I've come to smooth out the rough places. And yes, all of the valleys, I am going to fill them up. Amen. He was at a wedding and they ran out of wine. 
And he said to the servants, go fill the water pots with water. And the filling of that water, it changed into the wine as a sign and proclamation to all those who saw that that is just not a normal man there, but a man, amen, who can make something out of nothing because he's in the business, amen, of filling things up, amen. He had 5,000 followers with him out in the desert. And he said, don't send them into the city. They're not going to make it. They're too hungry. They're going to pass out. And what does he do? He takes five little loaves of bread, two little small fish, and he starts breaking it up. Not as a little appetizer to hold them over, but 5,000 people were so full that they had leftovers there on Jesus' fish and chips buffet. He's come to be the bread of life to fill our souls, to help us when we're hungry, to help us when we're thirsty. He's the God that fills. Amen. He said, I didn't come to destroy the law, but I came to fulfill this law. Everything that this law spoke about, I've come not to tear it up or break it apart, but the law is not complete and the law has gaps. And one of the great things about the law that Moses spoke, he said, I would that everybody one day would be a prophet and everybody would speak by the Holy Spirit. And I think when Moses said that, God looked down and said, you know what? I got to fulfill that one day and I'm going to start fulfilling it in my church. That's why we've never given up on the speaking gifts of the Holy Spirit, but we speak as God has given us the utterance. I could go on. I really could. Everywhere you look at God, he's filling things up. He doesn't like an empty tank. He likes it full. And there in Acts chapter 2, he even filled up the day when the day of Pentecost was full. When it had fully come, he had filled up that day just like he filled up Passover there upon the cross. Just like he filled up the Feast of Unleavened Bread there in the tomb. And just like he filled up first fruits being resurrected out of that tomb. Christ was there on the day of Pentecost to give the law, to give the spirit, to give the bread, to be all and in all. That's why the Bible says, amen, that every day that God has created, I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. This is not the devil's day. This is not the world's day, but every day is the day of the Lord. And maybe you've been having a few bad days. Maybe your day feels no purpose and no meaning. Even God himself could fill up your day from sunrise to sunset. While you're brushing your teeth in the morning. While you're on your way to work. While you're there getting yelled at by your boss. While you're there on your lunch break. When you're there, amen, five o'clock going home. God wants to fill your day. To be a part of your day. To consume your day. He wants to fill your day, amen. Hallelujah. And not only that, but on the day of Pentecost, he filled the room. The spirit came down like a sound, like a big old wind, and it filled the room. God not only wants to fill the daytime, he, only want, he not only wants to fill the day, but he also wants to fill the space. Oh, this is real. I'll never forget one passing the mantle. Three people came up to me, not knowing each other, not even from this church, from out of state. And they all said that when the Spirit of God began to move in that conference, they looked and they literally saw the walls of the church moving. 
saw the walls of the church moving. And I know we've got great bass playing up here and great organ player, and sometimes the drums will shake the building. It'll shake it a little bit, but it'll never make it move. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, even this sanctuary is making room for the filling of my spirit. And God is in this room. Amen. We had a guy who was out in the parking lot a couple weeks ago. I was the only one here. He came up and was looking in the windows, and I thought, I wonder what this is about. Probably wants to sell me a new copy machine or something. And uh, so I opened the door for him, and I said, how can I help you? He said, can I just come in and look at your building? I'm kind of new in town looking for a church. And I said, yes. And he walked in, and as he walked across just the narthex, looked over and saw some of our Celebrate Recovery things, some of our evangelism things, and walked into the sanctuary. I just saw tears coming down his eyes, and he said, I feel God in this place. There was no music. There was no preaching. There was no altar call. The AC wasn't even on. The baptism tank wasn't even going. All I had said was, hi, come on in. You know who was here ready to touch that man's heart? The Holy Ghost had already filled the house. Praise the Lord. And I know some of you feel it. And let me tell you, if God could fill the day, and if he could fill the room, he could fill your soul. He could fill your body. And yes, you will talk in tongues. Amen. Let's clap our hands under the Lord. Hallelujah. This world feels empty. I talk to people. I see it on social media. So many lack meaning, and they lack so much purpose. There is a, it's like a curse upon so many, an emotional numbness, the feeling of despair, feeling of fear, feeling of anxiety and depression, emotions that cause one to feel so empty. So much loss, so much trauma, so many poor relationships, so much disconnection, so much loneliness, boredom, feeling incomplete, rejection, no connection. The world is sensing that something is absent. Something is missing inside of them. And for some, it is driving them to madness. But many here in Kansas City, it's driving them here to the Life Church to be full and to be filled, and to be renewed. The Holy Ghost wants to erase anxiety. It wants to erase depression. It wants to erase your fear. It wants to cast down your disappointments. It wants to take away your loneliness and feel a connection to Almighty God, the greatest connection you have ever had. He poured out His Spirit. He sent His Spirit, and it's alive for us today. I'll never forget, I transitioned to another school of another faith than us. Great school, very gifted. Had a wonderful experience. But they didn't believe everything we believed in. And I think of the word got out that there is a oneness Pentecostal here in our, in our school now. We've got to watch out for this guy. And I said, bring it on, watch out for me. That's right, I'll pray all of you through. Come on. Man. But I was there for school, 
Keep the focus on the school. But I'll never forget my first day, my first teacher. It was like math class or something. And he gets up there, gets out the chalkboard, and gets out a piece of chalk. And he goes, all right, sophomores, I want to talk to you today about the nine reasons we don't talk in tongues. And I felt like every eye was glaring at me. And I'm like, And he started writing them all out. The nine reasons we don't talk in tongues. And I'm sitting there holding my peace and keeping my cool. But I remember looking up at there, and I didn't see one Bible verse on that list. <laughs> Come on, is right. And I'm back there not wanting to make a scene, not wanting to cause anything. But I got to tell you, something arose up in me. I kept my mouth shut, but I just started talking in tongues in my head and in my heart. And the Holy Ghost said to me that there are so many people out there that go to church and have never had a real experience with God. And the spirit of this age, the spirit of religion, the spirit of false doctrine, it's a demonic doctrine that the Holy Ghost is not for us today. I've come to tell you the Bible didn't replace the Holy Ghost. The Bible is the Bible. The Bible has its purpose, and I love the Bible. I read it, and I study it. But don't think for one minute that the Spirit said, I'm only going to do it here for a little bit. I'm only going to do it for a small space in time. Oh, no, we're no better than they were back then. We're no less than they were back then. But the Spirit of God wants to be poured out, not just on Jerusalem flesh, but all flesh here in Kansas City, Missouri. And I've come to tell you, Joel prophesied that the Spirit of God would not just be poured out in the first century, but the last days. The last days. And where are we at? We're not in the first days. We're not in the middle days. But I've come to tell every denominal Christian out there that we are in the last days. And that prophecy is still alive. And you can walk out of here a tongue talker today. Oh, I feel revelation has just come to somebody right now. You're going to get the Holy Ghost today. Praise God. Tongues are a talking phenomenon. You want to know how you get it? You start speaking in faith in the language you know. And it's only a matter of time before God says, I want to talk through you in a way that you don't know. In a way that I only know. I want to have a secret conversation where your mind isn't even there, but I'm after your heart. I want your heart to talk to me. You're going to talk to God with your heart today. You're going to talk to God. You're going to talk with your spirit to him today. He wants to pour out the spirit in you. Hallelujah. I'd like just a piano player to come up here. When I was youth pastor in this church, we had a youth group kid. We'll just call him Andy. And I loved him. And, uh, he come up to me one day, first time I ever met him, he came up with his Bible, and I said, that's a nice Bible, and this is around 2006, 2007, the, kind of the end of the goth era. Some of you know what I'm talking about, he was a goth. 
He said, dude, youth pastor, man, are there like vampires in the Bible, man? And I've had people ask where the little drummer boy was in the Bible. And I'm like, you know, after a lady has a baby, about the last thing she wants is somebody beating on a drum there in the room. I, I don't know. And, uh, you know, I would never say that, by the way. That's a joke. But I said, well, bud, I don't know about vampires, but, you know, there were giants in the Bible, and there's the devil and this and that. And he got so into the Bible, and I, if, if I can get you in the dark side of the Bible, quote, unquote, the darker parts, but it's God's great light overcoming the darkness. If I can get you into the dark, I can get you into the light. And Andy started seeing the light in the Bible. He said, I want to go to youth camp. Keep in mind, I don't know how else to say this other than Andy had behavioral issues. And he was prescribed certain medicines to help regulate his emotions. You know what I mean? Because of this, he often talked so slow. Youth pastor, dude, man. And it's just, I love church, man. It's just great, man. I just love the people, man. You know what I'm talking about? Never think for one minute that those type of people aren't hungry, by the way. And, uh. We're there in youth camp, and I'm watching him, and he's listening, not really too engaged, but the preacher gave the altar call on that first night of youth camp. I saw that 14-year-old boy who was angry, who had a chaotic mind, a disturbed soul. He got up, and he was the first person to run down there to the altar. And I got to tell you, as the youth pastor, I thought, oh, that's sweet. That's just great. I'm so glad. This is a kid that's only interested in if there's vampires in the Bible. He ran to the altar. Other kids started running to the altar, and I kind of got through them, and I came up to pray for Andy. And when I got around the corner, you know what I heard? Not, oh, God is great, man, and the Bible is the, and the, uh, this. You know what I heard? I saw a teenage boy heavily medicated all of a sudden the meds weren't talking anymore the pain wasn't talking anymore it was the Holy Ghost only the Holy Ghost talking through him let's all stand in the presence of the Lord I don't care if you're medicated today I don't care how dark your life may be I don't care how horrible the circumstances may be. You're a candidate to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I was 11 years old when I got it. I was up at the altar just worshiping the Lord all of my own. And all of a sudden I spoke out a loud, long phrase in tongues. If there was anybody who got drunk that night, it was me. I mean, I was shouting and dancing around that altar, running around the church. I was so overcome by it. That we went out to the drive-thru. I was in the back seat and dad was driving. He rolled down the window and said, order you something, Just." And I said, And that lady said, we don't have that type of burger. I was 11 when that happened. And I've been ordering not just my food, but a lot of things in tongues lately. Amen. Praise God. This Memorial Day is full. This Pentecostal Day is full. This sanctuary is full. And now God wants to fill us.
I'd like our kids ministry staff to join us down here at the front. This is going to be the area for all of our grade school children. And then all of our staff, our leaders, our prayer ministers, please come down and fill up the altar in other places. Amen. Not only are people going to receive the Holy Ghost that have never received it before, but for anybody that needs a renewing, a refreshing, to be made new, amen, God is going to touch you today. God is going to fill you today. Anybody who's come today feeling empty, he wants to fill you up again. He wants to restore you again. (laughs) Praise God. Peter commanded the people to repent first. Right now where we're at, let's just say the simple words, God, I'm turning away from this world and I'm turning to you. I'm turning away from my sin and I'm turning to you. I'm turning to truth and I'm turning to faith. Every hand raised right now. Let's just pray that right now. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing that I made it. I'm coming back to you, Lord. I'm coming back to God. I'm coming back to the Lord. Amen. If there's anybody else, you want to pray for people to receive the Holy Ghost. We've got some room up here. You're an altar worker. Come down and join us here. You're a disciple maker. Join us up here at the altar if you'd like to. We could use your help. That's right. Repent now. Turn to the Lord. Angels celebrate it when the people repent. There's angels dancing around you right now. Turn from your wicked ways. Turn to the Lord right now. That's right. You are being forgiven right now. You are being forgiven right now. Don't let the devil tell you you can't be forgiven. You're forgiven right now. He hung on a cross for you. He went to hell for you. And he's in heaven now for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can we clap our hands and thank the Lord for his forgiveness? Praise God. He forgave us. Amen. Amen. Any children and the parents come down right now to the front of this altar. God's going to fill kids with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Come on up here, buddy. Come on. Yes. Any other children in our children's ministry? Now, any young people, any adults, you want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, come out of your seat. Don't worry about what anybody thinks. Come up here and stand in this altar. Come on, somebody who's hungry for the Holy Ghost, an adult in here, you want it the Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't worry about what anybody thinks. We already got them up here. Amen. We've already got them up here. Amen. We want to help you. It's just us here today. Don't worry about what anybody thinks. You want to leave here filled? Hallelujah. I see a disciple coming forward right now. Hungry for it. You're going to get it today. Amen. Amen. Now all of the kids, all of the seekers, turn around and face somebody who's in front of you. Your mom or your daddy's right beside you. Parents, you want to pray for your kids. We need you up here. Now any buddy who just needs a renewing and a refreshing in the Holy Ghost tired of feeling lonely and empty COVID has done that to us you just want to be full of the Holy Ghost I invite you right now to celebrate Pentecost today come around the altar amen let's be like the 120 that were there when 3,000 believed amen let's come up and be around the believers right now amen church won't you come down now right now and be a part of it hallelujah just come to the altar amen and just say thank you Lord for your spirit come on you need a word today you need direction the spirit's going to do it 
Hallelujah. For anybody who's hungry for it right now, just raise your hands and start to pray. God's filled the day. He has filled the house. Now you're about to be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's pray for him right now. Let's pray for him right now. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.